We're going to continue our series. We started several weeks ago a series on end time prophecy. And, uh, last week we got to the, uh, spot in our, on our lesson here on terrorism. How does it, how does it apply? How does it fit in end time prophecy? And we looked in the book of Ezekiel and we didn't have the time to finish. And so this is part two of last week. Um, and, uh, I pray we'll finish We'll finish here, uh, this, this section here. But we looked last week, we started last week, or I guess we ended last week in looking at the instigators of this battle. The instigators of this battle. We find, we find that this, there's going to be a battle that takes place. God and Ezekiel, God uses Ezekiel to prophesy. He says this, I'll put hooks in their jaws. What he's saying is I'm going to bring them back into Jerusalem. There's going to be a battle that takes place. In the middle of the tribulation, there's a battle that's going to take place. Remember this, just by way of review, there's going to be the rapture of the church. First Thessalonians tells us about this rapture. All those that are dead in Christ are going to rise, and those that are alive remain. They're going to meet them in the clouds. The trump of God is going to sound, and we're going to be raptured, those that know Christ. It's important for us to have that settled, because those that are left are going to go through the, the great tribulation. There's going to be an antichrist, and next week we're going to look at this one world government. We're going to look at this uh, one world ruler, this antichrist. He's going to form a peace with Israel. And all the world right now is saying, peace, peace, and, and they're trying to put stipulations on Israel to have peace. And the major governments of this world are telling Israel to give up your land, and then you're going to have peace. But all of that is going to be a lie. They'll say anything for peace. Then halfway through the tribulation, we're going to find this in Ezekiel. Ezekiel prophesies that nations are going to come against Israel. And there's going to be the wrath of God is going to be poured out upon this earth. We find this in Ezekiel. We saw last week there's instigators to this battle. We find this that there are Gog and Magog and these that we mentioned. Ezekiel's prophecy begins, isn't it? 2,600 years ago, Ezekiel prophesies of this battle. And not only prophesies of this battle, he actually tells who is going to be in this battle. And this is interesting as the things of this world unfold today. All of these nations, Gog and Magog, we find Russia and in, in, in Persia, uh, that uh, now is Iran. And we find these nations that are forming alliance to come against Israel. You see these alliances formed. Why would Russia have an alliance with Syria? Why would Russia have an alliance with Iran? We're going to look at some of those things here today, but Ezekiel mentions these, these uh, names here. Therefore, son of man, prophesy. Ezekiel chapter number 38. You can follow along with me in your Bibles if you'd like. If you, if you need a Bible, there should be one in the pew. If you don't have a Bible, take that home with you. But I'll have the verses here on the screen because we're going to be in several different uh, areas, verses today, and I want you to, to uh, pay close attention to these verses. Ezekiel chapter number 38, therefore, son of man, prophesy and say unto God, thus saith the Lord God, in that day when my people of Israel dwell safely, shalt thou not know it. We saw last week, Israel, number one, has to be in her land, and that has already happened. Israel has become a nation. The second thing that needed to take place, according to Ezekiel chapter 38, is that Israel is at peace. Israel is feeling safe. Israel is dwelling safely in her land. We know that today that's not the case. Every day Israel is ready for battle. 
Israel's afraid of a, a nuclear attack against her from nations like Iran and, and others, uh, missiles and, and, and bombs all, all around Israel. Israel is, is seeking that, but Israel's not living safely today. But there's going to be a time where Israel will be deceived by the Antichrist and Israel will be in a place where she thinks she is safe. And when that comes, we find in Ezekiel verse number uh, thir- uh, chapter 38, verse 15, and thou shalt come from thy place out of the north parts, thou and many people with thee, and all of them riding upon horses in a great company and a mighty army. And we find this, these nations, Persia, Ethiopia, Libya, with them, all of them with shields and helmets. Gomer and his bands and the house of Tegmora and the north quarters and all of this bands and many people with thee. We find this, Russia. Isn't it interesting today as we look at the events of this world where Russia is not supporting sanctions against countries that are developing a nuclear weapon? I want you to just read a few things. Putin, spokesman, says that Russia uh, has warned against the use of force of new sanctions against Iran over its nuclear program. Why would it be that nations like Russia would, would support uh, uh, a nation like Iran? Because God is putting a hook in their mouth and God is allowing uh, them to, to form alliances because these are the nations that Ezekiel prophesied some 2,600 years ago. These are the nations that are going to come against Israel. And we see that today forming. We see that today in our, in our news. We see that happening. There was a trip that was set. Netanyahu uh, set a, a, a mystery trip set off in Israel. I'm going to just read this for you. In Jerusalem, Benjamin Netanyahu dropped out of sight for almost a day this week. Mysterious absence that set off fervish specula- speculation about what the Israeli leader was up to. Accusations he lied to cover up his trip to Moscow. After initially issuing a vague statement about visiting a top-secret Mossad installation inside Israel, Netanyahu kept silent Thursday as reports emerged that he flew to Moscow aboard a private jet for urgent talks in Iran. According to various accounts, the Israeli prime minister was either pushing the Russians to halt arms sales to Iran or warning of an impending strike against Iranian nuclear facilities or discussing the recent disappearance of a Russian crew crew uh, fighter. Israeli, Israel considers Iran a greatest, its greatest threat, citing Tehran's support for Arab militants. The president of Iran threatening language about the Jewish state in Iran's nuclear program concerns Israel. Israel, like the U.S. and much of the international community, believes Iran's program is aimed at developing a nuclear bomb. Iran denies this. Russia which wields veto power in the UN Security Council, has done has close ties with Iran and could play a crucial role in the debate later this month over imposing additional sanctions on Iran. The Herzet Daily said Netanyahu discussed Russian arms deal with Iran and Syria and that Israel presents presented evidence that Russian arms are making their way to Iranian-backed Hezbollah guerrillas in Lebanon. Lebanon just north of Israel. In another report, the paper said that talks were also focused on sophisticated anti-aircraft missiles that Russia has agreed to sell to Iran. The delivery of the S-30 missiles would make it much more difficult for Israel to carry out an attack on Iran. 
You see these things happening. All the nations that are mentioned in Ezekiel's prophecy, they're supporting each other. They're encouraging each other with weapons and nuclear weapons, even those that are verbally attacking and stating their resistance against uh, Israel. Now, there's some that are saying, Israel, if they had a two-state solution, this would bring peace. But we must remember there's other nations that are saying this. Our goal is to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. And these nations are coming together and forming this alliance. And you, you read Ezekiel's prophecy and you say, how could this happen? And listen to me, all you have to do is turn the news on and you watch these events unfolding today. Why would Russia, why would Russia have interest in some of these nations? We find that Iran, do you know this, in 1932, up until 1932, Iran was called Persia. In 1932, uh, Persia changed her name to Iran. And so when we read, we read these prophecies, we read about Ezekiel, and we find the name Persia. We remember this, in 1932, it was Persia. Now it's Iran. That nation that Ezekiel said is going to attack uh, Israel is the same nation today that's standing up and trying to get a nuclear weapon and said that they are wanting to wipe Israel off the map. Russia is backing them. I tell you, I mentioned this last week. It was, it was, uh, uh, frightful really to see just two weeks ago, you turn the news on, you find that in the Syrian nation where the Euphrates River is dividing Syria at this point, on the right side, uh, America and her allies are fighting, uh, ISIS and, 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 and a Syrian plane, a plane was shot down by America. And who came to Syria's defense? Russia. Later that week, a drone from Iran was shot down. And who came to her defense? Russia. All in this nation of Syria, you see these wars, you see these, these conflicts taking place. And I want to submit to you today, my friend, none of these are by coincidence. God has a plan, and we are watching God's plan unfold right before our eyes. There's a motivation for this battle. I want to get to this here today, this motivation for this battle. You say, why would, why would these nations, why would these nations care? Why would Russia and why would Syria, why, why would they, why would there be a motivation? And, and we find this again, Ezekiel chapter number 38, verse number four, and I will turn these back and put hooks in thy jaws. Listen, God said it's going to happen and, and it's going to happen. How do we know it's going to happen? Because God said it's going to happen. His word is always true. He said, I'm going to turn thee back and put hooks in thy jaws and I will bring thee forth and all thine army and horses and horsemen and all them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. We find that God said, I'm going to bring you back. Much, much of the Bible prophecy, it, it relates to God's plan to, to, to turn Israel's attention and worship back to him. What God is after, God is after Israel turning her worship back to him. And God is going to do anything he has to do to get Israel to turn her worship back to him. His larger purpose is to reveal himself to the whole world through his dealings with Israel. 
You say, what is the purpose all about? Why is God going to allow this? Right in the middle of the tribulation, these nations are going to come against Israel. Why would God allow such a thing? Because God desires Israel to turn her attention, her focus, and her worship back to him. We must remember this, that all of this that's happening, we, we see this and much of this will cause people concern. And I hear a lot of people say, I don't even want to watch the news because it just scares me. Remember this, that everything God's doing, it's to draw you to him. God is not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. God loves you and God loves this world and he is desiring to do whatever he must and can. So the world to turn to him. He's going to bring these nations against Israel so that Israel has no other alternative but to turn to him. You see, we know this. God promised a Messiah and he sent Jesus Christ and they didn't receive him. He came unto his own and his own received him not. But the Bible says, but as many as received him to them gave you power to become the sons of God. Israel didn't accept the Messiah. Israel is crying for peace and looking for peace, but unfortunately they're not looking for it in the right place. Israel is going to allow the Antichrist to come and they're going to support this treaty, support this agreement that the Antichrist is going to make for peace. And when the Antichrist makes peace with Israel, Israel is going to accept that peace and she is going to allow her defenses to go down. See, but God is not looking for Israel to find hope and peace in anything other than him. And God is not looking for you today to find peace in anything other than his son, Jesus Christ. That's what God is after. You say, I'm trying to make sense of all these events. I'm trying to make sense of all of these end time prophecies. It just is difficult to understand. Understand this, God will do anything he can to get your attention. The whole purpose of this, so Israel will turn to Christ. Ezekiel 38 declares God is going to put a hook into the jaws. And he said, I'm going to bring you forth. But what are those hooks? What motivates these powers in this battle? The Bible says this in Ezekiel 38, Thus saith the Lord God, it shall also come to pass that at the time shall things come into thy mind and thou shalt think in evil thoughts. There's going to be intense, an intense revolution. There's going to be an intense war during the tribulation as all the world leaders attempt to satisfy their lust for power. I'm sorry, their lust for power. What's going to bring that hook, the lust for power? You find these, the rulers of this world, lusting power. Man is after power because they think with power comes happiness, with power comes authority. Rulers of this world, you find Russia and Syria, they, they're in that civil war for these last few years. They're saying that if, if Assad would just step down, the reason why Assad, Assad won't step down is because he has a lust for power. So many people thought this after the Cold War that Russia was dead and Russia was done and Russia no longer had any, any influence around this world. Well, if you were to understand what was happening around this world, Russia holds great significant power and influence. Why? Because there's a lust for power. 
I was with someone this past week and uh, that somebody was in their 60s. It was uh, Tom Molino. And we're talking about his, uh, Artie, Artie, uh, just is retiring this past week and, uh, from the church. And Tom was, uh, just, we were just talking about what are you going to do in retirement? And, and, uh, we we're just talking about that. And he was telling me how old he was. And, and I, I said, boy, you know, when I get to be your age, I just, uh, I just want to relax, you know? And we were laughing about that. And I said to him, could you imagine being 70 years old? Being a billionaire, having everything you could ever want in life, and running for president? How could a person, why would a person want such a thing? I'll tell you why. A lust for power. Power drives people. We find here in Ezekiel, Ezekiel said this, I'm going to put a hook in your mouth. What could that hook be? One is that, that hook could be a lust for power. That, that, that satisfying lust of power. And, and we find this, thus saith the Lord God, it shall also come to pass that at the same time all things come in thy mind and thou shalt think an evil thought. Thoughts are evil. Ezekiel prophesies that there will be an evil scheme, an evil thought, an evil scheme in the hearts of those that are against Israel. They're going to come against Israel because they seek power. They're going to come against Israel because their evil thoughts and their evil scheming, they're going to come together with this, this goal of power to come against Israel. Listen to this statement. Putin said this. We are driving to create a fairer world based on the principles of equality. Time has shown our views find support in Arab and other Muslim states. How many of you know who Putin is? President of Russia. He says their goal is to create a fair world. A fair world. And he finds this. The support to do that is with Arab and Muslim states. You see, their goal is to do anything they can to diminish the power of the United States. Right now, if you were to look at the United States, and we even questioned this in the last administration, and we pray it's different in this administration, but it seemed like all the world was coming against Israel. The European Union says to Israel, if you want peace, there must be a two-state solution. The Arab world all around them is, 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 is wanting uh, Israel to, to give up her land, give up her defenses. There's one that's standing with Israel, and we thank the Lord for that because God's promise to Abraham, it still exists today. And that promise was this, I will multiply you and make you a great and mighty nation, and those that bless you, I will bless. And I believe this today, the, the blessings that we have here as America is not because you and I have done anything great. The blessings, I believe, upon this country is because this country has stood for Israel. This country has blessed Israel. And if this country ever refuses in the future to bless Israel, I believe this, God's blessing will be off of this country. But we find this lust for power. 
Putin is wanting to create this alliance, not with those that support Israel, but he's wanting to bring this alliance together, he says, because it must come from the Arab and Muslim states. Russia is finding alliances in the Muslim world. And that, that alliance is helping their balance, their power against the United States and Israel. It gives them a greater power. Secondly, not only is there a lust for power, there's a desire for resources. There's a desire for resources. Ezekiel points out that the desire for personal gain or for spoil as a motivation for their attack. I want you to look with me in Ezekiel chapter number 38. In Ezekiel chapter number 38, Ezekiel prophesies of this. He says, to take a spoil and to take a prey, to turn thine hand upon the desolate places that are now inhabited and upon the people that are gathered out of the nations which have gotten cattle and goods that dwell in the midst of the land. He's speaking of Israel and he's speaking of Israel's enemies here. And what he is saying is this, the enemies are, are going to come against Israel because they're seeking something. They're seeking a spoil. They're seeking a prey. They're going to turn their hand. Desolate places. Israel at one time was a desolate place, but now it's inhabited by God's people, Israel. And so we find here that Ezekiel is saying they're going to put, God's going to put a hook in their mouth and draw them in. Number one, that hook is going to be for power. And that number two, that is going to be for resources. They're going to look and say, I'm going to take what God has given to them. I want you to continue reading, if you would, please. In Ezekiel 38, verse number 13, Sheba and Dedan and the, the merchants of Tarshish with all the young lions thereof shall say unto thee, art thou come to take a spoil? Hast thou gathered thy company to take a prey, to carry away silver and gold and to take away cattle and goods to take a great spoil. We find this, that these nations are going to come against Israel to seek the resources that they have. And so these hooks that God puts in their mouth is going to take their spoils of Israel. And see, listen, this is why when we hear peace will come when Israel gives up her land, they're not looking for peace in Israel, these nations. They'll use that as an excuse because of their lust for power. They're going to use that as an excuse because they want the resources that Israel has. But I want us to see today that the Lord is going to be exalted. Listen, we can look at these things, and if you're not careful, you can look at the events and see these things unfolding. And as a Christian, as a human being, you can get discouraged and say this, what's happening to this world? It seems like it's falling apart. It seems like nations are coming against nations. And I've heard this say, say by many people, where does America stand in the tribulation period? And number one, I'd say this to you, you don't have to worry about it where America stands. If you trust Christ as your Savior, you won't spend time here during the tribulation. But we find this, the Lord is going to be exalted. God will be glorified through this battle. The, the small nation of Israel is, is going to be forced into a battle against all these world powers during this tribulation period. 
nation, Israel is going to think that there was peace. She's going to be deceived. And then all these nations, Russia and Iran and Syria and Turkey and these nations are going to come against Israel. And Israel is going to be in fear. What Israel thought was her hope. She's going to realize is not her hope. What Israel was putting her peace in, she's going to find that there is no peace. And what's going to happen is this. God is going to bring victory to Israel. And Israel is going to see that peace only comes from them turning to God. God is going to bring victory. God's power is greater than the combined military forces in the technology of this world power. All of the forces are going to come against Israel. And you know what they're going to learn? That God is more powerful than all the greatest military forces in this world. All the drones, all the nuclear weapons, all the technology, all the, all the things that, that nations are building, thinking the higher the military they have, the stronger the military, the more power they have. What they're going to find out is this, that God is victorious, that God is all powerful. There's no nation upon this earth that is greater and mightier than God. And Israel is going to see that in this battle. God is powerful. God is going to bring victory. We find that in Ezekiel chapter number 38, verse number 18. How is he going to be, bring victory? Number one is this. The Bible says in Ezekiel, he's going to shake the land. He's going to shake the land. A little bit ago, we found this mother of all bombs. How many of you saw that on the news? The mother of all bombs. I didn't know this, but Tony Pacos has a mother of all dogs. And we brought, we brought Pastor Taylor and he ate one. And so did uh, Justin Hammerker, just to mention the two guys. And those things were huge. I couldn't imagine how big those bombs are. Nations have these bombs that shake the earth. But God, in just his word, is going to shake the earth. Ezekiel 38, 18 says this, and it shall come to pass. At the same time when Gog shall come against the land of Israel, saith the Lord God, that my fury shall come up in my face. We find this, that Ezekiel prophesies, Ezekiel prophesies that number one, God is going to shake this land. Of those bombs I had heard, I, I believe this is, is what I heard, America possesses 12 of those, those mother of all bombs. And so if she were to use all 12, there's none left. God doesn't run out of his word. God's word can shake the land. And we find this, Ezekiel says this, when the nations come against Israel here in this battle, in the middle of the tribulation, when all these nations come against Israel, God begins to stand for Israel and God's word. All he simply has to do is speak and the nations will begin to quake. The land begins to quake and he will shake the land, he says in Ezekiel 38, 19, for in my jealousy and in my fire of my wrath have I spoken. He said, have I spoken? All these nations, they have to build what they're thinking that's going to conquer Israel. All God has to do is speak. Surely in that day, there should be a great shaking in the land of Israel so that the fishes of the sea and the fowls of the heaven and the beasts of the fields and all the creeping things 
that creep upon the earth and all men that are upon the face of the earth shall shake at my presence and the mountains shall be thrown down and steep places shall fall and every every wall shall fall to the ground. Here Ezekiel is prophesying, nations, you think, you think that your lust for power, you think your desire for resources, you think your military might, you think your alliances are going to be what conquers Israel. I want you to know when I put that hook in your mouth and I draw you to Israel, when you think that you're ready to conquer Israel, God is just simply going to speak and God is going to defend Israel that day. And when he speaks, when he speaks, the land begins to quake. Every wall shall fall to the ground. Secondly, secondly, I want you to see this. God is going to confuse the armies. Not only is he going to cause the land to shake, he's going to confuse the armies. In Ezekiel chapter number 38 and verse number 21, he says this, and I will call for a sword against him throughout all my mountains, saith the Lord God, every man's sword shall be against his brother. Now imagine this, in this battle, these nations all come toward Israel to defeat Israel and a great earthquake comes and they all get scared. And what do they do? Start firing against each other. God confuses them. He brings them to this battle. He puts that hook into his mouth. He causes a great earthquake to take place. And then he confuses the armies. And then what these the armies do in a panic, they begin to attack each other. And how Israel, who is watching all of this take place, could you imagine being Israel, hearing this earthquake, seeing this earthquake, seeing all of these nations round about, wondering what is going to happen. That earthquake comes and these nations, instead of attacking Israel, they begin to attack each other. Tell me how great God is. Isn't he wonderful? These armies. Thirdly, thirdly, he says this, and I will plead against him with pestilence and with blood, and I will rain upon him and upon his bands and upon the many people that are with him and overflowing rain and great hailstone, fire and brimstone. Thirdly, God is going to bring sickness to these armies. These armies are going to be so sick they can't even fight. It doesn't matter how powerful your planes are if your pilots are too sick to fly. It doesn't matter how great of a military force you have if your military force is too sick to go to battle. And Israel is going to be in a place where all of these armies turn against her and God, with just speaking, quakes the land. They begin to turn on each other. And if that's not enough, he says this, I'm going to send pestilence into your land and all those that go against Israel are going to find themselves sick. You know what else we find here in this verse as well? Rain and great hailstone, fire and brimstone. When God wants a victory, he has an unlimited supply. Boy, that same God that spoke this world into an existence is going to use his same power to defeat the armies of this world against Israel. Listen, God has unlimited supply. God has unlimited weaponry. God has unlimited resources. When God wants to perform something, God is not limited by man. God is unlimited in his power. And we find this to be true. God is going to bring sickness to all the armies. Therefore, thou son of man, prophesy against Gog and say, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I'm against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal. With a victory, victor's flourish, God declares he is going to destroy these armies. 
Ezekiel 39.1. He says this, he goes on to say this, and I will turn thee back and leave but the sixth part of thee, and it will cause thee to come up from the north parts and will bring thee upon the mountains of Israel. And I will smite thy bow and out of thy left hand and will cause thine arrows to fall out of thy right hand. Thou shalt fall upon the mountains of Israel, thou and all thy bands and the people that is with thee. I will give thee unto the ravenous birds and every sword into the beasts of the fields to be devoured. Here we find this. God says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bring you in in the beasts of the fields and the birds are going to devour you. You thought, you thought you were going to come against Israel, but God comes to Israel's defense. Thou shalt fall upon the open field. For I have spoken it, saith the Lord God. Listen, God will exalt his name. You mark it down. You mark it down. Oh, there's many in this world that say there is no God. There's many in this world that deny Christ. There's many in this world that think that the lust for power is what they're after. They think that happiness is found in spoils and resources. They think it's found in power. What they're going to learn is this, that God will exalt his name. His name is going to be exalted. The Bible still says, it's still in his word, that every knee shall bow, that every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. It may look dim for Israel. Maybe you're here today and you say, boy, it looks pretty dark. It looks pretty dreary in this world. I want you to know this, that God's name is going to be exalted. It might not look like it today, but Ezekiel's prophecy some 2,600 years ago, he prophesied that God is going to be exalted. Israel is going to turn back to God. God's name is going to be exalted upon this earth. Why? Because God spoke it. It's true. His name will be exalted. In Ezekiel 38, 23, he says this, thus will I magnify myself and sanctify myself and I will be known in the eyes of many nations and they shall know that I am the Lord. In Ezekiel 39, 21, I'm almost done. And I will set my glory among the heathen and all the heathen shall see my judgment that I've executed and my hand that I have laid upon them. So the house of Israel shall know that I am the Lord their God from that day forward, Ezekiel 39, 22. I want you to, I'll close with this. In Isaiah 37, 20. Now therefore, O Lord God, save us from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord, even thou only. You know what God's after? God's after you. God's after me. God's after saving souls of mankind. Why is all this going to happen? Because he wants his people to know, Israel, that he is God. You know, this is encouraging, really, if you think about it. Because Israel has turned their back on God, but God has not turned his back on them. And maybe there's someone here today that you have turned your back on God. Maybe there's someone here today that you're not living the life pleasing the Lord. Maybe there's someone here today, you've rejected Christ. You've rejected God. You're putting your faith in something other than Jesus Christ. God is a God of second chances. And God is a God that wants to reveal himself to you. 
God is a God who wants his name to be exalted and he today can, can save you. He can t- today wants to give you eternal life through his son, Jesus Christ. And so as we see these events unfold, we see the terrorism around this world. We say, what is it all about? It's about God's plan to exalt his name so that Israel and the nations of this world turn back to him.